Live from Austin, Texas, it's the KNA Sports Picks Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Cofield and Associates. For over 20 years, specializing in Oracle application delivery. Hey folks, this is GK and TK here. Um, we're, we're back on air. Um, the suspension of our podcast is over. We're, we're broadcasting from our home instead of the KNA Sports Picks head, headquarters. And we have a special um, sponsor today. It's by the NASCAR Simulation League. Check it out. It's not the real thing, but hey, what else are you going to do? Hey, folks, GK and TK here. Um, we're excited to be back on the air. We've got the NFL draft coming up in um, two weeks, which which is exciting. It's about all that's going on in, in, in sports. So we're going to you know, catch you up with uh, free agent signings, um, teams that have lost players and, and you know kind of our our view of where the National Football League is now heading into the draft so um, TK anything that stands out to you um, in free agency DeAndre Hopkins was pretty shocking um, you know I'm not quite sure what the Texans were thinking there um, yeah it's uh, been a real rough year for yeah. Houston fans. First the Astro scandal, and now uh, the f- collapse in Kansas City. Um, it's just surprising because I think they're a team that has some good pieces with Deshaun Watson, with the defense. Um, so it's surprising to see them trade away a potentially future Hall of Fame caliber player. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see what happens. Of course, the Brady drama. Uh, it's on everyone's minds. Will he fit in? And, um, you know, will he be the same Brady? How will he be without uh, Belichick? Um, I'm, for one, think Tampa Bay. I think it's going to improve them. But I think, I mean, we were at the Tampa Bay game. We saw the secondary of Tampa Bay last year. I think unless Tampa Bay makes some adjustments on their defense, too, I don't see this really vaulting Tampa Bay into the Super Bowl caliber team this year. Um, well, one thing I like about Tampa Bay is their their front seven. So, as you mentioned, yeah, they they could use some help on on the back end. But you you have Brady that comes in with all the weapons that he has. I think they're the Saints are still obviously the class of that division, but they've got a legitimate chance to to be a wild wild card yeah, team. And if Brady's in the playoffs, you you never know. You never know. I'm still um, torn. I'll still have to see how things shake up, but I'm not sleeping on the Patriots yet. I think that Brian Hoyer, I mean, is Brian Hoyer. I don't think he's going to be a Brady, but Belichick, just he's a system coach. I think you can put a player into the Belichick system and he can succeed. Um, I don't see the Patriots completely dropping off. I think it's going to be interesting to see how the AFC East shakes up this year. Yeah, I think without a doubt, the Bills have to be the class class of the division. I mean, they got Josh Norman for the secondary, um, Quentin Jefferson from the Seahawks to shore up their defensive line, Vernon Butler, and the trade for Stephon Diggs to give Josh Allen uh, another target target to throw throw up. And I know Belichick by far the greatest coach of all time, but you look at the talent that they lost at linebacker. Um, 
their defensive line. They don't have a lot of draft picks. Um, I think that this is a couple year um, retooling um, project. I, 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 I kind of equate it to the Seahawks a couple of years ago where mm-hmm. they didn't necessarily rebuild, they just retooled. retooled so yeah. I, could, I don't see the Patriots being, you know, Jet-esque and going for 12 sure. mm-hmm. but I, I see them maybe as 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, and seven, mm-hmm. you know, Bill pulling, you know, trading down, getting a bunch of picks, getting his players in there, and, and you know, maybe Stratum's the answer yeah. quarterback, we'll see, but I definitely think that the Bills are by far the, the most talented team in the division, and I think they're, they're going to break – the Patriots string. I like it. And and, and, be the, and and go ahead. I was going to say, I I think that they have a legitimate chance of, of getting to the Super Bowl. Well, that would be awesome. That would be a lot of fun for Buffalo and that city. And if their fans have suffered for so long, I'd love to see that. Um, what do you think of the official team of the KNA Sports Picks podcast? It's the Seahawks. It's looking grim that they're going to sign Clowney. Um. Yeah. So, do you? You know, Griffin's still out there. Hmm. I, you know, in Knockway, um, they could get him in a trade from Jacksonville. Definitely need. They signed Bruce Irvin, um, in Mawa. Uh, they, which are good, uh, supplement pieces, but they they definitely need a number one edge edge hmm. rusher. Um. So yeah, reports are that the. Clowney's more likely to sign with the Browns, yeah. but uh, knowing John Schneider, I know that a move will be will be made. Um, getting Dunbar for the secondary, their secondary is going is going to be out, outstanding, and the linebacker. So their their back um, seven um, is quality. Uh, they have Puna Ford. They have some guys at defensive tackle that. That will hold up. They mm. should be okay with the, the run. Definitely need an additional pass rusher. Yeah. And I think on offense, I'm excited to see a lot of the running backs. Because I think you, you saw Chris Carson. I think they have some exciting guys who it will be fun to see if they can get back at full strength. They had some exciting new players. So I'm, I'm not worried about the um, offense. I think that even without significant moves, they have a lot of young talent. That's going to be exciting to watch their second year. Yeah, and um, I, I think that they will, at some point in the draft, uh, within the first four or five rounds, or pick a running back because, because Carson and um, Penny are they're coming, coming back from significant injuries. Uh, I do like the signing of, of Dorsett, uh, signing Greg Olson as, as the tight end. I think Russell Wilson has plenty of uh, um, options uh, for for the passing game. Um, Seahawks rely heavily on the run game, so I, I, I do see bringing in, in some depth in, in, in the draft. But all in all, I think that the Seahawks are, are a deep team, and uh, you know maybe we're looking at a C- Seahawks-Bills Super Bowl. That would be a lot of fun. That would be a great Super Bowl. I'd love to see that. Um, so, Any other thoughts on the quarterback class? Any? Yeah, thoughts? it's an interesting, interesting, interesting quarterback class. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you know, Joe Burrow is a safe, safe choice, and there's all this 
talk about the Dolphins um, packaging a whole bunch bunch of picks. If you were Cincinnati, let me ask you this: If you're Cincinnati, would you would you trade Burrow? I mean, would you trade the first round pick if uh, Dolphins overwhelm you with four or five uh, draft picks? I think um, it's so tough because on the one hand, that's tempting because Cincinnati has a lot of needs. I mean, they're far way off, and you know, rebuilding is about getting as many draft picks, getting players. But it's just such a quarterback league. I mean, you need a quarterback. And I don't know what the Cincinnati scouts have looked at during the combine. You know, I think if you think Burrow is just a good quarterback, but you don't necessarily think he's a great quarterback, I think you take the offer. I think if you have done your scouting and you think that he has the potential to be a franchise quarterback, you pick him because I think no matter what, you, this is a quarterback league. If you think you have a quarterback who's going to potentially be a franchise quarterback for 10 or 15 years, you have to take him. I'm not sold that Burrow's going to be that, so I would maybe lean towards taking the Dolphins' picks. But if you think differently, I think you have to pull the trigger and pick him. Yeah, I could take um, – I just the eye test of watching Burrow, I'm, I'm sold on him. I'm obviously not uh, – NFL um, scout or expert. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing the KNA Sports Pick podcast. I would be working for the Seahawks in the scouting department. But just just watching him, he just looks like the closest thing to, to Brady that I've I've seen in a, in a long time. So I like your point. Yeah, if you if you're the Bengals and you have the same assessment, then you got to do it. You there, there's no amount of draft picks, right? Because there's these. Um, the Brady's, the Breezes are oh, yeah. generational quarterbacks, and if you think that he's a generational quarterback, um, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. So the other two interesting quarterbacks. There's actually three quarterbacks that I, I find interesting here in the draft. One is, you know, when you're the Dolphins, you have a choice, or the Chargers, depending how the the Dolphins um, um, choose their their pick. But you can you can go with Tua. Who obviously brilliant talent, but you know he's had the hip, the ankle, wrist injury, and you 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 uh, because of the coronavirus you can't do your medical evaluations on him. So do you do that or do you go with the known quantity of Justin Herbert? Justin Herbert, the talented, mm-hmm. great arm. Though it's interesting, the one knock on on Justin Herbert is that he is a self-admitted introvert. Um, and so some NFL teams have the belief that your quarterback has to be an extroverted alpha mm-hmm. alpha male. Um, so with the Herbert is kind of a similar situation in that you can't do an, uh, a personal, mm-hmm. um, you know, have lunch, mm-hmm. um, ask them a bunch of questions, personality tests get to, to know what, what makes them tick. So... You're the Dolphins. You're on the clock. What would you do? Oh, I would go with Herbert. I think the introverts, I think that's overrated. Um, I think that the, especially in the modern league, the modern game is such an analytical game. To me, I want a smart quarterback. I want a quarterback who's going to study 
the schemes is going to be really a student of the game. I think the game, you know, I think kind of the whole model, the alpha male, the leader, I think that is a little outdated. I think it's such an analytical numbers driven game now that you want a smart guy who can be focused, who can be a student of the game. So that doesn't scare me. Um, I also think that, you know, he's been a college quarterback. He's had the spotlight on him. I think that he can do it. Tua, I think, could absolutely be a great success. I mean, he's incredibly athletic. I just worry about the injuries. I mean, you know, the the game is only going to get faster. It's only going to get quicker. Um, and just without, you know, you only get a top first round pick maybe every once in a while. I think it's too big of a risk to pick a guy who's been frequently hurt that you can't get your medical staff in there and look at. So yeah. I think I would play it a little safer. On this I, one. I completely agree. Although I, I respect to his athleticism and his, his um, accuracy as a passer, um, the way that the NFL is situated right now where um, the contracts, you have to make a decision after four years if you're going to offer him a fifth year or a contract, quarterbacks in today's NFL start right away. So with Tua, uh, you know, you'd need him to sit for, for a complete year, you know, get healthy. And then there's also the risk of, you know, is his hip okay? I think there's too much money invested, too high of a pick at the Dolphins for number five. I, I would agree I would go with Justin Herbert. There's one other quarterback that that's intriguing it's jordan love of uh, utah state um it'll be interesting to see if he's like mahomes where they they projected uh, mahomes is a very late first round pick hmm. but kansas city and andy reed fell in love with them and they moved up to number 10. i mean the projections are are that jordan love you know late first round pick but you know, can you see someone like the Patriots making a move and jumping up? I can. Um, I think he's a talented quarterback. And sometimes I think, to. it seems like the guys always from the smaller schools can surprise you. Um, I think that I would not be surprised at all with how valuable quarterbacks are. Um, you know, it seems like a smart guy that a team makes a trade just because I think there are going to be several teams who are really looking to get that franchise player and who are going to would be willing to risk or trade a lot to take a shot on him. So I would definitely not be surprised with some movement. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, I think he's he's talented. You put him and the quarterback is all about the, the right system. You look at um, um, Josh Arnold. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Allen and, and, and Sam Darnold. Um, you could argue that they're they're equally talented, but um, um, Allen goes with Buffalo, better coaching mm-hmm. and better front office ownership. Um, you know, has a great defense and more skilled players. Where where Darnold is is um, you know lack of coaching, lack of playmakers. Um, so that tends to leading to see ghost. Yes. Here's the uh, prediction question. We don't have games to pick, but I've read that they've tested, they said they're going to test five to ten times the, the, all the draft software. Do you think we'll, you know, because it's all virtual now, do you think we will see a technical glitch 
on draft night, at least oh, one. Oh, yes. Yes, I, I definitely do. And, and, and I don't remember what year it was, but I remember when the Minnesota Vikings, and I think twice, um, they, they failed to get in their, their, their pick in the first, first round. Um, so I don't know with, with uh, you know, teams using Zoom and the security, lack of security with Zoom. I can't believe that we've known about it for several weeks and they haven't come up with, with a patch. I mean, people are still reporting issues of hacking into Zoom. Come on, Zoom. <laughs> I agree. I mean, what the heck? I think there will definitely be some snafus. I think so, too. Now, here's a question for you. Knowing that there's a certain NFL team, we won't name any names, but has a reputation for spying. Okay, no names. We don't want to throw any teams under the bus. We respect them, the greatest football team and organizational lines in the NFL history. But can you see a team like this unnamed team spying or hacking into another team to try to get intel? Well, if you believe that prior actions of an individual or an organization predict future outcomes, and I'd, I'd have to say it's a possibility. All I know is if I was the other 31 teams, I would not share my password or share any information that could be hacked with this 32nd unnamed team. And if it happens, would they call it Hackgate or would they call it Zoomgate? I like Zoomgate. <laughs> you hear it first, our prediction. 2021, the NFL commissioner will be looking in Zoomgate. Zoomgate. I like it. Well, folks, you are in for a treat. We've got not one, but two special interviews uh, for you. So we are going to cut to our first surprise interview. Folks, we've got the great Bernie Sanders here who um, recently dropped out of the race. And um, he's a big fan of the podcast, and he wanted to um, come by and uh, chat with us. Hey, Bernie. It's great to be here, GK. <laughs> Had some more time, been a longtime fan of the show. Love how you and the guys talk about sports in a very honest way, and I'm always a fan of the, the, you know, the man trying to... I'm not a fan of the big ESPN shows. I like these little mom-and-pop podcasts. A big, a big fan. We appreciate it, uh, Bernie, and... Uh, we appreciate uh, your efforts. Um, we're, we're, we're not a political podcast, but we always appreciate people that, that are working hard. Well, thank you. Thank you, GK. Um, so, Bernie, now that you're, you're not in the race, you've, you've got a lot of time in your hands, and with the COVID virus, are there any, any TV shows you're watching these days? It's a great question. Great question, GK. Um, I like the show Westworld. Um, you know, as as you know, one of my big passions is income, and you know how the uh, future. I look into this future and I see, you know, the two classes. You got the robots and the humans. I think it's a good, a good symbolism for we are how we are to, um, you know, with the people, the working class. So there's a lot of class um, there, and I really like it, and it's a good show to have fun with. But when I'm looking for something less uh, serious. I'd say Bernie likes to watch uh, Parks and Rec. Um, Bernie likes to have a good laugh before the end of the uh, night, so I usually like to find something uh, funny. And um, Parks and uh, Rec has been what I've uh, found uh, recently. All right. Yeah. 
So Parks Parks and Rec is is that a government organization it's, or? Yep, it's a government. Uh, you have the great Amy uh, Poehler. She's very funny, very funny, and uh, I love a good laugh. And I think it shows people that the government is not all bad. There's good people in the uh, government, and the, and they're working for you, right? The, gov- I, the government's working exactly. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Well, so folks, Bernie's recommendation: Parks and Rec. In Westworld. Yes. Thanks, Bernie. Um, one other question we have for you. We know that uh, you follow sports. You follow oh, yes. this, this podcast. Oh, yes. Uh, what are your favorite teams? Well, GK, I have to say my two favorite teams of all time. I've had great heartbreak on. The Brooklyn Dodgers, a young Bernie. I love them. I love that team. I'd go down and watch it for a, for a dime. I could get into the stadium and watch it, and it was great fun. Then that evil billionaire or millionaire at the time and moved them to Los Angeles and it's just terrible terrible I've never gotten over that Um, but I will say I am a big minor league baseball fan too in my hometown the Vermont Lake Monsters are a great team I love to go down and uh, watch them and I love to watch the little guys you know because the baseball players are all millionaires but seeing the minor league players are just playing for the love of the game with no money it's 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 great to see and I think we should play pay them more Um, my other great love was the Vermont Catamounts football team they played from 1886 which believe it or not that was before me they played until (laughs) 1974 they were a great team they played some great games they played UMass they played the University of Chicago Um, but just you know in the 70s money was tight the university just said we don't have the funds, so they cut the team. It's very sad. I have not watched a game of football since, but they'll always be my favorite team in my heart. Well, hopefully one day that that they can make a comeback. Cause, the cause Catamounts, we, yes. Love the Catamounts. You know, uh, my school, Pepperdine, the Pepperdine oh, yes. Waves, yep. they also disbanded football. Oh, yes. So one, one thought is that... You know, there's all these simulation games that, that are going on. Maybe all these defunct colleges, um, all us fans, I'm a fan of the Pepperdine Waves and you're a fan of the Catamounts. Vermont Catamounts, oh yes. Maybe we could have a simulation game where all these defunct teams are, are playing. Oh yes, I I would love that. You could bring on the Brooklyn Dodgers, recreate the field. It, it would be great. I would love that. But yes, uh, like I said, you're, you, have, you have a great show. I love you bring these issues to a light and thanks for giving Bernie the time to talk and I'd love to be back because I have some time on my hands now. Thanks Bernie. Love to have you on on the show anytime. All right so our next guest is Q. Uh, We're not sure where Q's from, where he's calling in from. Um, Q said said that he was calling in from a payphone so I did not want to tell where he was um, from but we are glad to have Q on and we are excited to ask you um the government is pretty shut down right now so any conspiracy theories involving the government well you can't have them because who's in the buildings who's going to be doing the these can so but the sports world goes on so q what is your favorite sports conspiracy that you have heard of or that you think is real oh thank you I've, i've actually got two conspiracy but first let me just say Big fan of the show, and I know 
uh, I love sports conspiracies just as much as government conspiracies. And I know you guys leave a little crumbs for your listeners to follow the sports conspiracies, which I uh, greatly appreciate. Uh, the first conspiracy that, that I have uncovered is this. It's going to shock you guys. But the NFL is not the best football league. No. No. Maybe in the earth, but but not not in not the galaxy and not the solar system. No. There's a football league of Mars. Wow. Yes. The government doesn't tell you this. They know that there's a football league of Mars and the Chiefs would not even be a 500 team in the Mars league. Wow. Well, that's very if shocking. If you don't believe it, go and watch the TV show on Amazon Prime called Expanse. Okay. They explain it all. Explain it all, okay? Well, thanks, Keith. That's shocking. I know a lot of fans are going to be shocked to hear this. Yes, yes. And you okay. said you have, a, say, a second conspiracy second for one. us. Second okay. It's Tom Brady. Tom oh. Brady. Now, people say, why did he go to Tampa Bay? I'll tell you why. Oh. Okay, there was a 19th century pirate named Jose Gaspar. Jose, Jose Gaspar. Gaspar. Wow. Pirate. People say that he's not real, but he's real. He existed. And the sunken treasure. There was a sunken treasure by this pirate, Jose Gaspar. Now, Brady, he's in Derek Jeter's mansion. A lot of money. A lot of money. He needs the money. He's going to go and he's going to find that treasure. And another thing, Jose Gaspar. The guy in the Miracle Mets was Rod Gaspar. Follow oh. the crumbs. Follow you gotta follow the crumbs. That's it. Tom Brady follow the sunken treasure from from Jose Gaspar. That I think I think I I'll prove it. But it was related to the Miracle Mets. Rod Gaspar. Well, that's it. That's what I'm following. Well, thank you, Q. Maybe we can have you back on and see how these um, these un, uh, unfold because you've certainly shocked our fans today. Absolutely, anytime. Love it, guys. Man, those those were some some great guests. Thank you, Bernie. Thank you, Q. Um, we'd love to have you back on the show. Um, you know, I was hoping to have them on for our March Madness, but obviously that's not going to work out. We have one listener question today, and that's from Dakota in San Antonio, and she wants to know now that you know sports aren't going on, we have some time to think. Um, any realignments or, or adjustments on, on your favorite sports teams? Yeah, so I think here at the podcast, we believe that um, we, we believe that fans should be loyal, but we also believe that there are sometimes circumstances which warrant switching of teams. And that's not something to be poo-pooed. That's something to be celebrated because, you know, in the end, why do you watch sports? To have fun. And if you're rooting for a team that's causing you distress or embarrassment, I think it's in your right to switch teams because in the end of the day, it's show business. You know, just like you watch a new show sometimes, sometimes there are reasons to watch a new team. So we strongly support if there are any long-suffering Jets fans, long-suffering um, Indians fans, long-suffering New York Rangers fans, we will not judge you if you switch teams. I think we can speak from, for both of us on this point. Um, but I'd say my own personal teams, um, I feel pretty good. I'm a Rangers and Mavs guy. Um, the Mavs, the first team I saw win the NBA title. So I'll always have that special that special playoff run. The Rangers, I've been to numerous games. I've seen their ups and downs. So I feel like I have a connection with them. The Seahawks for my recent team. Um, 
I have at times in my life been a Cowboys fan, but as I pointed out before, you know, it's just embarrassing. It just gets embarrassing always having to defend Jerry Jones' antics. And there's just something about the Cowboys. They're just, you'd never get the feeling they're a humble team. It's always in the excess. It's always Jerry's trying to make money, saying something embarrassing. And at the end of the day, sometimes you're like, that's not what you want in a team. So I'm happy to root for the Hawks. Great management, great team, great uh, city. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm excited for next year. In the Premier League, um, I have been an Arsenal guy and a Tottenham guy, and I know they're rivals. And I know it was a little sketchy to root for both teams. So I'm going to be, hopefully by the time of the next podcast, I will have chosen a team. And I'd like to invite, if there's any Tottenham or Arsenal fans listening, and they want to send me like a 30-second or one-minute pitch of why I should choose their teams, I, that would be great. So you can send it to the KNA guys. Um, yeah, knapicks at gmail.com. If anyone wants to send me the pitch, or if there's another team, I'm... Um, trying to solidify my Premier League team. So any thoughts or any reasons I would much appreciate. Well, and I would further that when I, I'm going to put it out to the management of Tottenham and Arsenal. I think, you know, if you want an American, a famous American podcaster to jump on your fanhood, you know, send TK some, some, you know, shirts, some hats, <laughs> Um, scarves, what, whatever you can, and may the the better yeah. swag win for sure. I would love that. Yep. Um, yeah, they they can contact me directly. I don't want to put my where I live out on the show, but they can email me. I will send them info on where they can send it, and yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, you know, I want to welcome you to the twelves. Um, it's our our pleasure. We're an open bandwagon. Uh, I joined the bandwagon in around the 2012, uh, 2013 era. And yes, I know it's it's bandwagon. I was a unfortunately I was a Joe Joe Namath uh, Jets fan, but uh, you know the ownership of Woody Johnson just made being a fan unbearable. Um, so you know it's it's yeah. been the light. You know I went from the darkness of the dystopic Woody Johnson Jets to to the light of the Pete Carroll, Paul Allen, Joan Allen uh, Seahawks. And it's been the best um, seven, eight years of my football fandom. Um, there's one team, I think we all have one team that we will never, never give up on. And, and, and for me, it, 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 it's, it's the Mets. And it's as bad as the Wilpons are, um, you know, I, I, I think I mean, they, I have a sense that, um, you know, um, as inept as they are, they really try to win. And they're going to sell the team, which, which is right. great news. I was disappointed that Stephen Cohen wasn't going to buy him. But the Mets are the one team that, through thick and thin, I know. Uh, and I should point out, too, I for, did forget one development. Um, there might be, come this fall, a new location for the podcast. Um, GK might be moving to the Northwest. So we might have some podcasts out of the Northwest, and I might be moving to the Denver Boulder area for school. Um, we'll still do the podcast. You know, that's the beauty of this interconnected world. We can do call-ins. You can fully expect us to do an NFL preseason show, assuming the NFL starts on time. But Trinity is my 1A college team. 
now I say that as a, no matter what, no matter what team, if Texas plays Trinity, if Tulsa plays Trinity, if, you know, Podunk University plays Trinity, I have to root for Trinity. But my new 1B team, seeing as I'll be going to school in Colorado, will be the, um, will be the uh, Buffs. The Colorado Buffs will be my 1B college football team. It'll be fun because I went to a smaller school, so I, I've never gotten the chance to root for a big team where I went to school. So it should be fun, and um, I'll have to do some research and see what how this season is shaping up to be for the Buffs. Go Buffs. Everyone, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for our guests. Thank you for um, our questions, and stay safe, and we will see you next time. Maybe we'll have a recap of the NASCAR simulation race next podcast. Be a lot of fun.